Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Penny Chevy of Snap Fitness, coming to you from Virginia. Penny, what's going on today? How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on here, Penny. Snap is somewhat of a nationally known brand at this point. So I don't think there's too much work to be done on our point of explaining what this business is. But why don't you take us back a couple of years to the time when you decided, hey, I want to open a gym and I'm going to be a gym owner. What was going through your brain? What made you decide this is the path for me? I will have to say, it was my ex, he really wanted a gym. Yep. I have a business degree. So he had a love for fitness and I wanted to run a business. So <laughs> with the business so degree. So it was never my idea. <laughs> yeah, it was not my idea. Um, I was actually pretty reluctant. I'm not like, I wasn't a gym goer. Like he was very consistent. Sure. Like I'll go do yoga or yoga at home, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yep. But um, once, you know, the ball started rolling, I really thought the snap model was, you know, the 24 seven part of it was fantastic, a great idea. And I think in this area, it was just gonna be a perfect fit for, you know, where we wanted to put the gym, the location, you know, people coming and going from work and the availability of having, you know, be able to work out anytime that you wanted to. So it was just, you know, kind of a fit. And I was like, all right, this will be an adventure. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's give it a go. And so you have a business mind for these types of things. You were thinking about location, target yes. market, who we were going to address with this and, and who was going to be our customer. Yes. And so here we are, right? Nine years later, you've been through quite a bit in the last 18 months or so, as has the rest of the industry. Talk to us a little bit about your experience through that time. Did you guys take a hit and, and how were you able to kind of survive along the way? We, we did take a hit. Um, we were in Virginia, we had to close down March and April of 20, 2020, March 23rd, actually to May of 2020. Um, yeah. We chose not to charge our members mm. during that time frame because I felt like it was the right thing to do. Yep. You know, everybody was, you know, scared financially. And maybe that's more of the, I don't know if that was good business or bad business, but it was more of my, my, my mindset of this is what I would want somebody to do for me. Right. So, um, did your landlord do that for you? You know what? No, but they did actually work with me to make sure they were like, if you can't pay rent this month, that's fine. Um, we will work something out. We'll yeah, move forward. A little bit of grace goes a long way. Yes. And um, we've always had a great relationship with them. So I, you know, I feel like that they, you know, what they did is you have to do what you need to do, what you feel like is right to do. And so, so. you extended that to your clients, right? Yes. Got it. Yes. Um, we were doing really well pre 
COVID. Um, growth was there. I was really excited about where the, the gym was going. Um, but, you know, as everybody's gone through this, you know, the information we got was all over the place. We knew this, we didn't know that. Vaccines, no vaccines. It, It's just, it's been a whirlwind, I think, for all of us. So, and I'm excited because I feel like people are starting to want to get back into a facility, you know, to yeah. take care of themselves, their physical body, their mental health, you know, just all around, you know, become better and get yep. back to where we were. Yeah, just sort of culturally, people are ready yeah. to make that move again. And so for you guys, like we said, Snap is, is a pretty well-known brand. The meat and potatoes of this is the general membership right? The EFT revenue, people paying a membership, coming, using the gym and doing that on their own time in the 24 hour model, like you talked about. Give us an idea of kind of the the magnitude that we're talking about, because there are snaps around the country with membership ranges all over the place. Where do you fall? How How many people do we have in general? So I have a little over 700 members. Um, and then they don't all pay a membership, you know, that could be, um, there's three people on one membership because it's a family membership, ah, ah, I see. you know, so it's not 700 single memberships. And also we take some of the insurance programs, um, silver sneakers and such silver sneakers, um, active and fit. And I'm seeing a lot more of that, especially in this area as some of the insurance companies offer it through it just becomes off their a website, you know, people, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't actually have to go through your medical, you know, insurance anymore. Yep. So we, so some of those members are, you know, those types of members. Um, but that's about where we are. I definitely, you know, with COVID, I probably lost right around 20 to 25% of my uh, yeah. core monthly membership base. And that, that hurts. So but yeah. I'm and you're not alone. Believe yeah. me, you are not alone. Every yeah. gym owner that will eventually listen to this can resonate with that sort of point and knowing like, yeah, we took a hit, right? The whole industry took a hit. Yes. The fact that you're still around, right? You're still operating your business. And here we are talking about members starting to come back is an optimistic sign. You say 20, 25% of your people. So we were probably somewhere a thousand ish before is that when you guys picked out this location, this, this building that you're in, did we go in thinking, Hey, we can handle X amount of members or is there a target in your mind of like, this is our goal to get to? Yes. Um, For me, my target, and this is based off of paying memberships, not single members, you know, it's about 525 for me, whatever that number looks like as, as far as, you know, single mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah. And so probably more a revenue goal than an actual number of bodies goal, right? Yes, exactly. I see. Um, okay. And then the area, when we began, there wasn't, <laughs> they've widened the road. They've built another road behind us. There are multiple apartment, townhome, condo type complexes going up around us. 
we started out as a 4,000 square foot gym and within a year and a half, we were a 6,000 square foot gym. We knew okay. we had to expand to accommodate what growth was coming to this area. And this area is continuing to grow. Yeah. Like there's, there's so many things on the table and I see just like the complexes going up less than a mile from me, you yeah. know, it's like they can walk to my facility. Yeah. And that helps, right? Yes. When it comes to building a business, finding yep. a location that then sprouts in, in terms of local growth beyond that point is really huge. I want to dive in on what you guys have done to take advantage of that, right? How are we getting people in the doors in the first place? Of course, when we talk about marketing and fitness, word of mouth, referral-based strategies always come up. But what are you guys doing proactively? to get people in the doors to take advantage of that growth? I've done um, some of the mailing stuff recently because there are so, new, so many new addresses yep. um, coming up around me. So in order to hit those directly, you know, I've gone that route. Uh, I'm not the best at social media. I've had people that have done it for me and have done a great job, but they've either, you know, moved on, you know, or, you know, can't do it anymore. So my, my goal for myself is to become a social media person Yeah. <laughs> as far as my gym goes. That's, that's really like when we talk <laughs> about putting ourselves in the mind of a, a fitness buyer in 2022, the reality is they're probably going one of a couple of different places. They're probably going to Google. They're probably going to Instagram. They're probably going to Facebook. And if we aren't coming up when people search on those things, they're going to find another option. Yes, right? they are. And so we need to, whether it's difficult, whether it's challenging, whether it's the last thing that we want to do, at this point, it's a necessary evil if we're going to be running a fitness business, right? And so yeah. your goal, you said, I want to become a little bit better in the social media world. You, uh, one thing I want to pick your brain on, you mentioned we've worked with other people to do it. Was that other employees that you've had or you've worked with some sort of third-party agency in the past? Actually, members and oh, okay. employees. Okay. Um, I've had a few associates that, you know, they were in college and this was just a part-time job for them. And I'm like, hey, you're younger than me and you know how to <laughs> You know this media. stuff. <laughs> yep. You like to post stuff. Um, and I've, I've had a few that are just, they were phenomenal at it and they, you know, kept up with it and they took my direction of what I wanted to portray. You know, this is our gym. This is our community. This is what I want people to see. And they put their own spin on it, you know, and they, they did a great job. Um, and then I, yeah. So, you know, one member, she was doing it for me for a little while and then she, went on to better things after she got her degree right. <laughs> and then I had an associate that works for me and she would do it as well and she did a great job but she finished her degree <laughs> yeah I think that's that's kind of a it, we talk about it in in the specifics of social media but when it comes to running a small business like this that's really a situation that we find ourselves in regardless of the topic right when the business becomes so reliant on one person to do a task 
and we don't have a system in place for other people to be able to step into that role, it can really, really take a hit on the business if that person does decide to go on and do other things, right? Yes. Yes, it does. And so for you guys, I mean, you've clearly found value in social media and investing, whether it's time, energy, money, whatever resources we have into getting people in the doors. Is that something that you guys look to revisit here as you move forward and talk about rebuilding this membership? Yes. I think, I think the most important thing with our social media is keeping people informed in what we are doing at the gym. Any new classes that we have coming, uh, any specials that they can share with their family and friends. I think, you know, the, the term word of mouth, now it's so easy to share a post oh, yeah. that I think that the word of mouth has turned more into, you know, share this, yeah. Special, you yeah. know, or tag your friend in this. So I, I think that as I, you know, look to concentrate on my social media presence again, I'm really going to concentrate on that. I do think people like the um, motivational content and they like our member of the month postings were yeah. one of our biggest, you know, that we get feedback on. And I, I love when people, you know, say way to go. You know, when I see you in the gym, it makes me happy. It makes me smile, yeah. you know, so there's value in that. There is because yeah. they see that, that community that we're, we're building in the, in the facility and just, right. you know, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, Penny, we, we, we've talked about this being a, a real digital landscape and using whatever these different platforms are to encourage camaraderie, community, culture, and getting people interested in the business and aware of what we're even doing in the first place. Take us to the next step in the process, right? Once somebody comes through the doors interested in joining the business, what happens in between that person being a lead and that person signing up as a paying member. Take us through that sort of typical sales process. I mean, I always try to ask, you know, how they found us. You know, was it a friend, family member? Were they just walking by? Um, and then I always, it's about getting to know the member. I ask, so what you brought, what brought you in today? You know, do you live nearby? Where we are is a very transient population. We have the university close to us. We have the medical center close to us. We actually have some different governmental organizations around here that have a more transient population. Yep. So I really try to understand who they are right when they walk in the door to see if this is going to fit. Do they need the 24 um, seven? Are they here? You know, what, what, what was their why? Why did they walk in my door? Um, and then I just go from there and show them what we have available. And I think the best thing is when I'm doing, I call it a tour of the facility is when one of our members goes, this is the best gym sign up today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like volunteer salespeople. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing whenever they do that. It makes me, it, it brings a joy. I'm doing something right. If yeah. they're willing to stop doing their bicep curls and 
tell this person to sign up now. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's probably much more impactful coming from them than it is from you. But yes. in that in that process overall, it's there's some sort of sit down consultation. There's some sort of tour of the physical space. Who's handling that? Is that you most of the time? Or do we have other people in the business that chip in there? Uh, I do work the gym and I do have two or three other associates that, you know, work okay. for me. Um, so I, you know, I try to, whenever I train somebody to work the, the desk, you know, talk to them. Small talk is your best friend, you know, get to know them, let them know that you want them here and that we want them to be part of the, com the community. Yep. I, I'm, I'm a people person and I like having different people you know, around. I love getting to know different kinds of people, you know, what they do, where they're from, why are they, what are their goals. Um, love watching people's transform their life, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's physically or, you know, medically, mentally, just watching people improve. is just such a great gift. Yeah. And it, I use the term sort of diagnose, right? When we, yeah. when we understand what the person is actually looking for and can provide a bridge solution to get to that, that's when everybody really wins. Now, the beauty of Snap Fitness and the business model is that there are other services available beyond just general membership. Here's access to our equipment, right? And, and one of the big things that you guys focus on is, is personal training and coaching. Yes. Is that conversation at that sit-down consultation is that when you guys usually bring that up yeah um i try to make sure that they know all the services that we have whether it's our live classes and then our personal trainers we offer every single one of our new members when when they decide to do a membership a free like consultation session we call it okay. a fit path is yeah. what we call it. Uh, other snaps may call it something different or yeah, so a, a free try a free session of sort. Basically, right? yeah. For for them to sit down with one of our trainers. And you know, while I'm doing that small talk and getting their why, like, you know, whether it's recovery or um they're just not comfortable being in the gym, you know, or you know, of course, weight loss. Um, whatever their why is, I'm like, this is the perfect time to sit with someone who can help you understand maybe what you need to do in the gym or help you um, figure out what's going to work best for you as far as how many times a week should you get in here and should you focus on this part or focus on that. It's not just a, I think a lot of people, and I know that we need to be sales we need to be sales oriented, but I think a lot of people are afraid of that hard sell. Yep. And I want them to know that we are approaching it as, uh, yeah, of course I'd love for you to buy personal training, but I also want to make sure that you are, you feel welcomed here and yep. that your, that your fitness needs are being met. Yeah, it's it's always a delicate balance, and, and our industry gets a bad rap for the yes, pushing <laughs> salespeople, the yeah. used cars, sleazy snakes yes. sort of thing. <laughs> um, but it's it's a delicate balance, right? It's being able to educate and provide a solution for people while also having the conviction that this is going to work for you, 
right? I think that this is the best possible way for you to get to the goal that you just told me about. Correct. Yeah. We need to have all of those prerequisite things in mind to provide a viable solution. But for you guys, you mentioned we give this, this sort of free trial, free session to sit down with a trainer. I used to be involved with running an Equinox in Brooklyn and we had a similar thing. It was called an Equifit, but similar idea. But our, our challenge was getting people to actually utilize that session. We would offer it to everybody. The utilization on average, 10%, 15%, maybe 20% on a good month. Is that something that you guys have experienced? How many people are, are actually utilizing those sessions? You know what? They don't usually want to do it right when they sign up, you know, but I'm in the gym enough and I encourage my associates to, you know, watch it. I don't know if that sounds creepy. Stay in touch, right? Continue to be front of mind. Yes, exactly. And you typically will have, even if my desk personnel are not personal trainers, when whenever somebody comes up, you know, you'll have somebody sign up and a week later, they're coming up to your desk. Hey, can you show me how this machine works? And that is when I was like, well, did you do the FitPath appointment? You know, it's, it's complimentary, you know, you know, I can definitely show you how that works, but if you want to know more, you know, and they can do this and this and this for you. So if they don't take it, that first meeting, right Mm -hmm. as they sign up, maybe it's overwhelming Maybe it's too much. I just, you know, remember to reintroduce it when they have a question because, it, you know, that does happen. Whether it's a week from the day they sign up or four months from the day they sign up, yeah. you know, heck, it could be a year. I'm really, I want you to be successful. I want you to, you know, get out of the gym what you yeah. came at that, at that point it's we're we're p- positioning it as a value add and not yes. just a sales opportunity right? exactly. how can i better serve you as opposed to how can i push this expensive service on you right and and so we have that conversation down the road right we're staying in touch with our members we're we're reminding them that they have this available to them all of this, I mean, everything that we've talked about today, Penny, is, is with the intention of growing the business, right? Whether it's more members, more people in different services, members using the service more often so we make sure that they stay members in the long term. The whole, the whole idea is growth, but I want to kind of ask you, paint me a picture here as you guys move forward. What, do, what is your goal? for the business in the big, in the big grand scheme of things, what is your vision for this? I really, I like where we are as far as like the location, there's so much growth around us. I'm seeing, and this is my business mind of the location, location, location thought we have apartment complexes, uh, new shopping centers, townhomes, lots of people coming to this area and we are basically in the center of it. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that we are visible and we are available to the people that are coming to live in these new homes and shop in these new centers and that they, they know that we are there. And 
um, like there's, there's just so much growth in this area and it's really exciting. I want to make sure that I have the right types of trainers in place that I'm, you know, building the right type of class schedule uh, for these people that are coming into the area. Cause the other thing about the Charlottesville area is it's extremely uh, fitness friendly. People love being on the outdoors as well, but I want to want them to know that, Hey, when it gets a little too hot, you know, I've got air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> Come on Come in on here. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I guess just, I'm excited to see the growth because I know that the growth in the area is going to equal growth in my gym. And I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm here to help people, you know, come in and, and grow themselves, you know? So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because every time I have this conversation, people, and I mean, everybody that gets into the fitness business does it because they want to help people, right? It's a service business. Yes. We want to provide a high quality service, but it's still a business at the end of the day and money in versus money out is just as important. And so it's kind of this idea of profit and purpose. And a lot of the time, those two things go hand in hand right? We don't need to choose one over the other. And I think that's exactly what you're getting at there in the end. Yes, I want to take advantage of this growth. Yes, of course, I'm open to making more money. It'd be silly to say, no, we don't want to make more money. But how do I do so? How do I provide a high caliber product so that people really derive value from it? That's, that's the whole thing. The, the entire reason that we're here talking about this, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, And so, uh, I mean, Penny, you and I could go back and forth for hours and hours about the intricacies and, and philosophies when it comes to running a business like this, but we'll, we'll have to save that for another episode down the line. Before we get out of here, though, I want to give you a chance to, to shout out where people can find out a little bit more about this. What is the, the social media? What is the websites that people can go to find out more about this club? Um. The website is, you know, snapfitness.com backslash Holly Mead, H-O-L-L-Y-M-E-A-D. Um, Instagram is at snap Holly Mead. Facebook, uh, as we were talking about social media earlier, that one's probably not as updated, but <laughs> you can just. But it exists. Yeah, but it exists. You can just go to snap fitness, Holly Mead, uh, find us there. Um, and those are our main platforms that we, that we use. Yep. That's perfect. And. And Penny, this is this has been a bunch of fun. I always enjoy the idea of picking through entrepreneurs' brains and seeing what makes them tick and, and what they're trying to do to grow their business. So I, I really appreciate your time and your contribution. And we'll have to check in with you down the road and, and see how things go for you. How does that sound? That sounds fantastic. Penny, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe if you're interested. In thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. 
Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Sydney from Ground Zero Combat Sports Academy in Leesville, Louisiana. Welcome to the show. Sydney, how are you today? Good. How about yourself? I am doing excellent. Thank you so much for being here today and taking time out of the busy day-to-day of being a business owner to step away and give back to the fitness industry a little bit. Um, I think that's a really big deal. It says a lot about you as a business owner. So thank you, Sydney. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Of course. Before we really dive into the business and what you guys do over at Ground Zero and, and all that good stuff, tell us a little bit about what it was that got you started owning this fitness business? Well, um, what got me into the business, uh, from being in the military for 23 years, I was actually injured in combat. uh, And I was going through uh, therapy and I didn't really feel I was getting the therapy that I needed. So I went to school for, uh, to be a physical therapist, uh, ended up getting my degree in kinesiology, which led me into teaching other people how to handle uh, different injuries and uh, getting into the mind, the mental mind state of just because you have an injury, you cannot stop. Um, Then I was uh, deployed a few times, came here to Louisiana. I opened up my gym here in 2010. From here, being around the military post, of course, you're always around soldiers that are injured. Uh, uh, The youth not being around their parents because of deployments. Uh, which led me into getting into boxing for youth all the way up to adult to pro, uh, fitness boot camps, uh, military-style boot camps, women's fitness, uh, women's self-defense, and, of course, a youth outreach program that I picked up when I was a uh, from the Vernon Parish Sheriff Department. Now I'm a reserve deputy under uh, Sheriff uh, Sam Craft, and uh, I think it's a great program, and uh, – we love what we do here. I love it. I love that you saw a need within your community for something like this, and you built this program off of that kind of need. Um, you know, I myself have been a part of the military community before, and seeing that, um, you know, I, I I felt like there was a need for the kids in the the community. Their parents are gone for long periods of time and they need an outlet because it's, it's hard. Um, So I'm so happy that you were able to build this. Um, So I guess what I would love for you to do, Sydney, is give our listeners, you know, an elevator pitch of ground zero combat sports Academy. Who are you guys? What services do you offer the whole nine yard paint a picture for us? Listen, come on down. Ground Zero Combat Sports Academy, and Boxing Gym. We offer youth, uh, amateur, and uh, adult boxing, female boxing. We also have a great fitness plan for women, for kids, for the elderly. Uh, Also, we offer a youth program, a youth outreach program for kids that really have nothing to do after school. They don't play sports. They're not really around their parents. You always have that mentorship coming through our program. Come on down, come check us out. This is what you need in your life. Pandemic won't stop us. <laughs> I love it. That was a really good <laughs> elevator pitch. Yeah, that, that was, was off. That was off the. 
That was off the collar right there, you know. <laughs> that was truly an elevator pitch, and I love that. Um, I've never had somebody actually give an elevator pitch when I asked. Oh. So that was great. Um, okay, cool. So you guys are offering, you know, what sounds like a lot of like group training and stuff like that. Um, are you guys doing any personal training, one-on-one, -on -one, small group? Yes. Um, okay, yes. cool. Um, so next question I have for you, Sydney, is how many members do you have? How big are you guys right now? Uh, the youth program, I have about 55. The women's program, the women's self-defense, I have 15. I got 22 boxers ranging from nine years old to 38. And uh, the group fitness, I think we're at about 125, I think. Wow. Slowed down a little bit because of mm -hmm. being around a military post. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, you know, it sounds like all of those different programs like people are in those programs specifically like they're That's not cool. a part of all. okay cool so how does that membership work then like do people pay you a membership for a one program specifically or does it give them access to everything it gives them access to anything uh anyone under 18 is 50 dollars. adults are just a hundred dollars and also do a family plan which is still a hundred dollars i don't go over a hundred dollars okay cool <laughs> So um, so it's like $100 and you can have unlimited access to absolutely everything in the facility, probably outside of personal training. Does that sound about right? That's correct. Okay, cool. Um, so question for you here would be, you know, 120 members in the group training space. Is that a place where you feel comfortable or are you looking to really hit the gas and welcome new faces into the facility? I want to hit the gas. I, I'm also looking for a new building to uh, <clears throat> to expand a little bit, but I have different class times also. So that's not everyone all at one time. Right. Uh, there's different classes that go on throughout the day. Okay, cool. How many classes do you guys have a day? <laughs> My first class is at five in the morning. That's the, uh, the boot camp, the hit boot camp. Uh, usually run about five to six classes a day. Five to six classes a day. That's pretty good. Um, a lot of times for people to take advantage of your services and you be able to help more people, which is obviously the goal here. So question for you from here would be, you know, you're looking to grow. You want to welcome new faces into your facility. What are you actively doing to aid that growth process? Uh, mainly I'm old school. So I like word of mouth, uh, uh, media, social media. I have some teenagers that are teaching me how to use uh, the social media platform. Uh, that's still a little new to me because I'm old school. I know I look young, uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, a little bit, I'm getting better at advertising. Uh, but <clears throat> also, I don't want to bring the wrong crowd in, there, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, I like a, a positive environment. I just don't want someone to come in there and say they're part of something and then go outside of my doors and embarrass the gym or the name or the other gym members. Yeah, I understand your hesitation there um, because I think that that's as a business owner, like we do want people who are going to represent our brand well. Right. Um, but also, I think that you you can kind of weed out the bad ones during the sales process, right? So do you guys have an offer to get people in the door or do you just kind of like have people come in and, and sell them when you, when you get there or are you offering a free class or anything like that? Yeah, I offer uh, three free classes. <clears throat> okay, cool. Test the waters, yeah. 
Yeah. So during that process, are you, what does that look like? Are you guys doing any sort of consultation with the client or do they just kind of come in and make the decision on their own? With the fitness, I do a consultation usually the day prior, uh, ask if there's any injuries or anything, let them come check it out. And then afterwards I'll do a uh, evaluation on them. uh, I see that you're limping or your knee is hurting uh, with the physical therapy background. I can actually determine, hey, these are exercises I recommend. This is the routine for the day, but I also have alternate exercises as well. Okay, I love it. I love it. So you kind of, I want to go back to the idea where you said, you know, you're you're old school. You like word of mouth. And I think that even people who aren't old school in this industry, we all love word of mouth, right? Because it's a free way for us to grow our business. We don't have to pay to to have good word of mouth. All we have to do is actually take good care of our clients and make sure that they they respect us and they trust us. Um, That's really all we have to do. And naturally they're gonna go out into the community and talk about us. Unknowingly, they're working for us. They're helping us grow. (laughs) So like that is of course the best way to grow. But while it's great, it's not a measurable way for us to grow. We can't say we're going to grow 100 members this year strictly through word of mouth because we can't control the speed at which it happens. One month, we might get 10 new clients through word of mouth, and the next month, we might get zero. So it's just, it's hard. It's hard to control. We can't speed it up. And then once it happens, we can't slow it down. Um, But what we can control is marketing efforts such as digital advertising on social media and and things like that. So I know that you said you're kind of dipping your toes in the water of social media and learning it. Have you guys ever done any sort of social media advertising or advertising outside of word of mouth? Yes. Okay. What has Uh, that We got signs, we got signs, posters. Uh, We video a lot of the, uh, the boxing competitions from the youth uh, up to the adults. Uh, I use I post uh, the uh, the training videos on uh, Facebook as well. Yeah, uh, I love that. Little, yeah, give them a little feel of what's actually going on. I love in that. the environment. The past few years, like if you just look at your clients, for example, I mean they're spending so much time on their phones. The the <laughs> pandemic hasn't helped us, but like people are spending so much time on our, on their phones. So if we can present ourselves on those social media accounts so that we're kind of popping up in their newsfeed and we're just here, that little bird in the side of their ear, eventually they're going to be like, all right, I got to go check out, you know, ground zero because like this, it's just that, that idea in the back of my head that keeps popping up. So with the social media stuff, have you put a dollar behind that? Like, have you done any paid advertising on social media or is it just kind of the organic posting and stuff like that? Organic posting. Yeah, because uh, we're we're in a small area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the closest place, the closest town to us is maybe about twenty miles. The next one is like fifty miles. So it, where we're at is really small. Our biggest uh, client base comes from the uh, the military post. Yeah, and I think that the the military post is probably a great way for you to advertise yourself to that community because on the military base, there's spouses that are looking for something to do. There's kids that are looking for something to do. So if you were to present yourself and digitally (laughs) advertise to those folks, like, Hey, come on over. We're offering something to do because that life is boring. (laughs) Like if their spouse is gone, they need something, right? It, It is, but that's one of the challenges as well, because they do offer, 
classes, right. basic level classes that are free. So of course, it, that's what I'm competing against, Right. Uh, a free class. How do you set yourself apart from that free class that they're offering? Like what makes you better and how do you show that in your, in your social media or like when you're describing yourself to one of those people? Besides the, the actual, actual certifications um, and actually getting out there and actually doing things, that's how we try to be better. Um, sending the soldiers out there, talking to their chain of command, letting them know how much better these soldiers are doing with work, with their physical fitness, uh, whether it's their, their, their spouse with their kids, uh, progressing in sports and with their grades. That's one of our main uh, things that I think that we're uh, set us apart from everyone else. We actually care. It's just not, it's not about the money. It's about the product that we produce that we're putting out there. Yeah, ultimately, like, I feel like most of the time we're all getting into this business because we want to help people, right? right? And being that you started this gym because you want to help your community that you're in, um, I think that that's a great way for you to kind of, you know, you can express that to your members. When somebody comes in the door, you're going to express that, like, hey, I want to be a part of your life and I want to, you know, help you find health and fitness in a way that's sustainable and fun. You're going to come in here, you're going to get a good workout, you're going to have some fun, you're going to be a part of a family, and then you're going to go home and you're going to come back and do it again the next day. Um, and I think that's kind of what sets you apart versus those, the military classes. They're just kind of like, they're here and they're there. You know, they might have a scheduled Zumba class every week on Thursday, but like, it's never filled with the same people. There's always different people in the classes. Um, your, your instructor doesn't get to know you such as like you, you know, I'm sure that you take time to get to know every member and, and you're a part of their life. So it's just a completely kind of different experience. Um, and I definitely think that if you were to kind of reach those people on the base and set yourself apart and let them know that you exist, you'll definitely kind of get some clientele in through that, that, that realm. So Question for you, because I think that this is a good place for our listeners to pull a lot of value. What would you say is a current bottleneck for you or a current challenge within your business that if you don't clear this out of the way in the near future, it might hold you back from the idea of growth in the future? Um, <clears throat> offer, get a couple more instructors in that offer different classes, like a, uh, like a Zumba boxing or a Zumba fit, uh, a hot yoga, stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, things like, things like so that. You, so you, you want to be able to offer more to your clients. That's, That's kind right. of what, you, what it sounds like right now. Okay, so do you feel like there's a need for like the dance and the yogas and stuff like that? Is that something that like your, your clients are expressing that they want? Yes, a lot of the military wives would love to do that. It's it's trying to find the right instructor that will put out the the, the same energy as myself and my other instructors. Because uh, we're a high tempo, uh, our, we have the pretty much the same personality. We're we're always on the go, just keep moving, keep moving, don't stop. So why do you feel like the the clients are looking for a Zumba? Is it because they want the dance aspect or would you say that they're looking for something extra as in an extra element um, to help them reach goals? Like what, what do you see the need being? 
Uh, I this is just me. I could be wrong. I know someone's probably gonna punch me in the stomach. Uh, they're already getting, they're already, they're already meeting their goals. But now with the the Zumba and the dancing, now that I've reached my goals, I want that 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 sex appeal, and I believe that dancing or that Zumba will bring that out of them. Okay. Does that so make like any confident. sense? Yeah. No, yes. I get it. Like a place where they can go and like become confident in the body that they're in. Right. Um, okay, cool. That's a that's an interesting thought that you have. Um, I haven't really ever, you know, thought of that's why somebody might want to take a Zumba class or a dance class. But I totally agree. I think that it would definitely help with confidence to make your body move like that. Uh, right. Awesome. So what do you, you know, what's the process for you to start to offer more kind of classes? Is it just that you need to find somebody to hire? Is that kind of the only thing that has to happen to be able to make yes. this? That's someone with the, uh, the certifications. Okay. I'm, with my instructors, I'm all about certifications. I don't want to just take someone off the street, just doing anything. I want actual certifications um, yeah, because definitely. that's what we're about. Yeah, I love the idea of being able to offer more to our clients um, and just increase that value, right? We want to be right. the most valuable place so that our customers feel like, or our clients feel like they can't go anywhere else because you you offer everything that they could possibly need. Um, and that's obviously the goal here. Um, we want them to stay for a long time and be able to provide them with anything that they could ever want. Another pitch that we do have, we do have uh, like a kid's fit. It's a, it's a well... I call it kid fit or kid playpen. When the parents are working out, I have my gym manager. She watched the kids and play games with them while the parents are actually working out. That's and very that's, so I don't give them a, I don't give them an excuse not to work out. <laughs> that's so that's so appealing because like on a military base, there's a lot of kids. And most of these parents would probably use that as an excuse, like, well, the gym doesn't have childcare. So if the gym doesn't right. have childcare, I'm not going. Um, so they can't use that excuse for you. Another reason why, you, yeah, another reason why you can pull those people from that military base. I know it um, because <laughs> like, hey, you have childcare. That's huge. Um, okay, I love it. So another question that I like to ask is if I could hand you a magic wand right now snap my fingers, boom, the business is right where you want it to be. You've reached your goals right now. What would that picture look like for you? A bigger gym. So you want to move into a bigger space. How big is your space yes. right now? 3,300 square feet. Okay. So what's the ideal, the ideal picture look like for you? 6,000 6, square feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else? What else would you like to see? A swimming pool. You want a swimming pool? Yes. To okay. do aquatics. Okay. But not cool. only that, give us something else to do. Uh, like when we throw like for breast cancer awareness, uh, stuff like that. Also with like a barbecue pit and an obstacle course. <laughs> so, okay. So you want a bigger space and you want more stuff, right? Yes. But in terms of business and in terms of, you know, what does the picture look like with how many people would you be able to help? Um, you know, what does that look like for you? Uh, I at least want about 300, 350 to 500 people a month. Um, I won't, I won't change my rates. That's one thing I won't do. I just want more people to reach more people uh, to be Probably the biggest gym in Louisiana. Fitness. I love it. 
I, I love it. I think that's a great goal, Sydney. So what has to happen for you to make that a reality? Just keep pushing. Keep one step at a time. Keep my feet moving forward. Uh, staying focused and uh, staying in the community. Cool, cool. Well, I definitely think that that is a something that you can make happen um, within a matter of time, especially once you get those ladies on the military base in your classes, <laughs> get them moving in your Zumba classes, you're going to be growing within no time. So um, I like to end with what I call a mic drop moment. So this is your time, Sydney, to tell us a word of advice that somebody has given you that has really resonated with you as a business owner. One of my old SAR majors told me to plan your dive and dive your plan. You deviate from your plan, you're going to drown. Boom. Boom. And yeah. that stuck with me for so many years. Yeah, you have to have a plan. And I think it's important to stay laser focused on that plan. So um, that, that, was, that was powerful. Thank you, Sydney. Where can Thanks, our listeners find you guys online or on social media so that they can, you know, check out what you guys are offering? Go to uh, Facebook, uh, Russell Russell. And uh, that's, and, and I'm also on Instagram, Russell Russell as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. For our thank listeners, you for thank you guys as well. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, go ahead and fill out the link in our description and the team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords podcast, where we dive in the trenches of gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we are joined by Victor Young of Shaolin Mixed Martial Arts Arts in Bremerton, Washington. Victor, how are we doing, man? Doing good. Happy to have you on. Appreciate you spending some time with us and talking shop, as I like to call it. Talking shop, talking about what it's like to be a gym owner, an entrepreneur in 2022. So let's dive in, man. So Shaolin Mixed Martial Arts, you opened in 2018, right? So about four years ago, almost to the day. Yeah, that's correct. Cool. Yeah, that's June awesome. 2nd, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. So what do we got? Two weeks or so? Two or three weeks? May 17th? Yeah, two weeks. Awesome, man. So yeah, congrats on that. So let's talk about what you're ultimately trying ultimately trying to build here in your community with your business. Yeah, so my, you know, my mission for my school and my mission always for teaching has always been to teach regular, ordinary people real martial arts for uh, self-defense, sport, and fitness. Um, so I guess my goal is to, you know, touch as many people in 
my community and getting people maybe say I'm 41. So a lot, you know, specifically a lot of times middle age people that think maybe, you know, <clears throat> I always wanted to do martial arts, but you know, I just, I'm too old now, or I'm out of shape, you know, I'm not coordinated. Um, so that's kind of my avatar. Those are the people I really want to affect. And of course, I also want to affect the kids. I have kids myself. Um, for me personally, I started martial arts when I was 18. I wish I started earlier, but 18 is pretty young. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I realized how much it's affected my life as far as enabled me to use my martial arts training, my success in martial arts to, you know, do better at work, school, just in my personal life. So that's kind of my mission is to, you know, influence and affect other people with martial arts the same way it's affected and helped me. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. To uh, kind of experience that trans transformation like you had, you know, physically, mentally, and then pass it on to everybody else, you know? So uh, yeah, it's great to want to serve that people. How many people right now are you serving at Shaolin? Uh, roughly about 360 students. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. really cool, man. So that's really cool. So before we dive into that uh, and how you got those members and kind of what I think makes a successful business, could you give us like the view of your physical space? What does that look like uh, when you, let's, let's even go back further. When you went to rent the space, was there certain things you were looking for? Uh, ceiling height, parking, uh, build out setup. Just to, well, talk us through that whole experience and why you chose the space that you're in. Sure. So this is actually my second location. Okay. <clears throat> um, so uh, you know, when I first originally opened my school in 2018, about a year and a half later, we kind of outgrew our original space, which was 2,200 square feet. Yep. So um, when we're looking for our second location, the funny part is it was actually a location I was looking at before I got my first location. It was vacant right, at right. that time. Okay. Um, but at the time, it didn't seem feasible. It wasn't, <clears throat> I couldn't afford it. So it didn't make sense yeah. to have uh, the larger space, uh, you know, with my budget and everything. Um, but going forward, now what I always look for when I find a location, both my first and second one is parking's a big thing. Huge. You know, if you don't have actual good parking and a lot of parking, nobody wants to park on a street corner. Nobody wants to pay a parking meter. And yeah. believe it or not, and you probably notice you're a gym owner. I'm sure you've, uh, um, I even went to school for a lot of stuff people won't, they won't walk three or four minutes from their car to the gym. They'll just go to another gym or another school. So right. parking was a big thing. The, the area as far as like obviously crime and, sure. you know, just, sure. uh, you know, how nice the location is because, yeah. you know, we, we do serve kids, right? We have a kids program, which is uh, probably half our students. So we want right. to make sure the parents feel safe and their kids feel safe. Um, as far as the actual physical space, my original one was 2,200 square feet. So I definitely need something larger. Um, we have 3,800 square feet. Uh, when we looked at our location, we essentially, it was actually pretty, the building was remodeled, but you know, it's a, it was an older building. So we, we broke down a lot of walls. We need a lot of open space. Open space right, right. Um, so, you know, rather than me have an office, I don't even have an office at my school. We yeah. use every part of the gym or the school for, it had to make money, right? Our office doesn't make money. And, you know, break room doesn't make money. So I have two, I have two main mats. When you walk in, we're in a strip mall. When you walk in my door, there's a, um, we, we actually put down laminate flooring and then we have, um, we have essentially, we have a uh, martial arts mats or you could think of like wrestling mats. We have a, we have uh, our gray mats on the left side and our red mats on the right. And then you walk all the way down. And on the right-hand side, I have another separate room that we do Tai Chi in. 
<clears throat> so it's pretty the the space is pretty open it's yeah. an open uh floor plan essentially oh. uh the ceiling height that was never a requirement we just wanted to make sure the roof wasn't leaking and have you know, didn't want to have any issues like that yeah, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty open that's good yeah and uh, obviously for your model something you definitely need you know parking's big uh being near a highway is obviously an, an offer on ramp is huge is this your forever home do you think or is there plans maybe down the road <laughs> Well, you know, when I first moved in, I thought it would be, and then that was, uh, we actually moved right kind of like at the very beginning part of the pandemic. Okay. So actually we, we started moving during the lockdown, which actually made, made it easier for me. I was teaching zoom classes, sure, uh, but sure. we were allowed to focus all day of trying to build it out. So we had to, we had to do a lot of remodeling. Right. right. Um, at the time we had like 150 students <clears throat> and believe it wow. or not, even before the pandemic ended, about a year later, we we almost doubled our students already. So we went from 150 to 250, and now yeah. we're at 350. So to answer your question, no, I need a bigger location already. Okay, good. Hey, that's a good problem, man. That's a good problem. I've been there too, and uh, so funny, right? We move into this, you know, we have our first space. Like, oh, it's pretty big. We'll be here for a while. And then I was like, if you're doing things right and marketing and getting people on door and have a good product on the floor, we moved into another space, and then it's like you think this is everything and then we eventually maybe have to move again. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good problem to have Victor. So uh, let's talk about this growth, right? So first I think every successful business has to kind of check three boxes, right? First one, we have to solve a problem, right? Um, what would, what would you say is the problem that you are solving there at Shaolin? Um, I think, uh, well, I mean, it's pretty easy. Like, you know, there's so many people out there that don't have the motivation to work out. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, they just, they can't work out by themselves. Uh, right. They don't like going to the gym. They don't like traditional methods of, you know, lifting weights and stuff. So, you know, I already knew there's a large market there. It's just a matter of obviously, you know, putting my, waving my hand and having a billboard essentially that tell them come yeah. over here and try something different, you know, work out, having fun. Well, the time you're working out, I don't want you to think about working out. I want you to think about having fun. And yeah, also sure. at the same time, learn self-defense right so um even though my primary thing is teaching people self-defense you know most of the people that come in believe it or not most of it is it has to do with health and fitness right yeah. they want to be healthy they want to lose weight they want to stay in shape they want to keep moving um so i you know so that that was never really a an issue as far as what problem to solve it's just a matter of how to get those people to notice me and know i'm here right for sure yeah next is going to bring me to my next point but yeah if you can find before we move on yeah, if you can find a type of exercise that you enjoy, that you find fun, like you alluded to, you don't need that crazy level of discipline, you know, to go to the gym uh, regularly. So yeah, I think finding something you enjoy doing and is fun for you and is not like, you know, basically finding something fun is going to help you stay motivated and keep coming back day after day, week after week, month after month. So yeah, Victor, so now part two of that successful business checklist will say, we need a viable model and like a viable marketing plan. Those two things are key, right? So just right. for the listeners, for the listeners, tell us your model and also kind of like, I guess, the services that you offer under that umbrella of your model. Sure. I'll kind of explain how I built my model. Um, yeah. Originally, so a little bit about my background. Actually, before I opened my school, I worked at a martial arts school in Seattle. Um, it was actually a really large one. It had 24,000 square feet. Um, so, uh, you know, and I was the enrollment director there. So I got hired. I, I was a student there, but I was already, you know, I have a, a bachelor's degree uh, in exercise science slash sports management. So, yeah. and I was already uh, working out there. I was taking classes there. I kind of knew the instructor. 
Um, so I got a job there and essentially through that job, I learned everything I needed to learn to run my own school. Cause as the enrollment director, um, I was in, I was doing sales. So I was on the floor actually selling to uh, clients or customers. Um, I was doing, you know, I was calling leads, you know, trying to set up the schedule appointments. I was, uh, uh, you know, leading events. I was helping with marketing. I was going out in the neighborhood and, uh, uh, nearby businesses and, you know, trading business cards and, you know, trading, um, uh, rack cards and stuff. So that's kind of how I learned originally how, at least a kind of framework of how I wanted, what I wanted to do with my school and also what I didn't want to do as well. Um, so for me personally, um, when I opened my school, I already knew as soon as I had enough, uh, income or cash that I was going to join a mastermind. So, um, the first things, uh, you know, I, I built the website, obviously it was just a yeah. you know website we built on our own, um, yeah. our CRM. Uh, I can't remember who we used originally. It was just a basic, uh, you know, CRM system. Um, yeah. uh, and then a few months in, I joined a, a mastermind named combat business. And that's okay. really, and at the time I was only, I only had like 40 students, uh, maybe a little bit more. Sorry. I had about 60 students and I was only yeah. doing like four grand a month. Right. right. Um, but with their systems, I, you know, as soon as uh, I started implementing their their system of down payments, when I got new clients yeah. um, and having an appointment setter, someone always on the phone trying to call the leads right. Right. Um, that really changed my business and allowed me to buy, get a better CRM that was martial arts specific, yeah. uh, get a professional website that was designed for martial arts school owners. Right. And right. to hire an appointment setter, someone that's on the phone say twice a day, a few yep. hour blocks to constantly be calling my leads. Um, and then I do obviously marketing on Facebook. So I do social media marketing. I also do Google. Um, we do go to the neighboring businesses and drop yep. off business cards and stuff, but most right. of it's social media and also Google. Okay. Uh, we constantly go live. We are constantly you know posting yep. things on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Right. Um, so those are kind of, uh, you know, in a nutshell, all the different things were sure, all the different sure. moving pieces we have now. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry. To interrupt. Yeah, yeah. If you want to finish, go ahead, Victor. Sorry. sorry yeah. To so one thing as far as us being a small business in a town, that's not really large. What I really try to do is I try to separate myself from my competition by, yeah. I want my school to seem like it's like Costco and yeah. everybody else is like Walmart. So right. if you right. come and you do a free trial at my school, we give a free shirt to every trial. We give a exactly. free water with our water bottle logo and everything on it to every exactly. single trial, whether you join or not. Um, so we try to make sure we over deliver and we try to make sure the gym is absolutely clean. Smells like, you know, we got air fresheners, we have an ozone. Yeah. So moms don't want to bring their kids to a place that smells like a gym. They yeah. don't want to hang out there. So yeah. that's kind of one of our biggest things is once we get them in the door is our school is clean. It's, you know, we, we, yeah. we clean the mats twice a day. We got air fresheners. We mop the mats. We do everything. And that's kind of our, you know, our goal is to set ourselves apart from the rest of the other martial arts school owners. We generally do this as a hobby. So they're not really thinking like a, you know, like a professional. Right. Yeah, man, I agree totally. And uh, yeah, part of my mission is to make the gym business, fitness business, a real profession because i hate that word it's like what you know, what's your real job you know you know what i'm right. saying you probably heard it like so yeah i loved you guys are doing that and to set yourself apart before i dive into the marketing piece pricing always kind of sets us apart i think in our area how did you guys come about with your pricing structure and your like membership program options 
Yeah, so originally I kind of used the system that my previous, uh, you know, the school I used to work at used, um, which was a system created by this gentleman named Lord Irving. Um, he's pretty well known in the martial arts industry, well, for good and bad. Um, yeah. But uh, when I joined Combat Business, we, we kind of have a different structure. So the way, first off, we want to be at least, let's say there's 10 schools in the area, we want to be within the top three in pricing. That's, you know, to answer that question, sure, sure. Uh, you know, you know, I've invested a lot of time in doing martial arts. You know, if you yeah. think about all the money and time I spent over 22 years, you know, it's like becoming a lawyer or something. So I did, you never want to devalue your product or service. Right. Um, our, our biggest thing is we, uh, we have 12 month agreements. Okay. Cause uh, we want people that are only serious. We don't want people coming in and out. I don't want to take away from you to, right. tra to train someone that's only be here for three weeks. Right. Sure. So we have a 12 month agreement and we have a few different ways you could break up those 12 months. You could do a paid in full option um, or we have an option where you put a little bit less down and then your monthly is a little bit, uh, you, you put some money down and then you have monthly uh, payments. And then we have a third option where the down payment's lower, but the monthly payments are higher. Okay. okay. So a paid in full, then option two, and then option three. So the paid in full is going to be the least expensive way you go about it because you're going to yeah. get the biggest discount. Option number two is our, you know, our most popular, um, you know, option. And option three has the lowest down payment, but the highest monthly. Got now, it, okay. by getting those down payments or those paid in fulls, that's what really turned my business around because I had a lot of cash flow. You yeah. know, when you're getting uh, two grand all at once, or you're getting four ninety nine down today, and then say one hundred and seventy a month, yeah. or you're getting three fifty down today, and then uh, you know, in two hundred a month. So right. that's kind of how we have it broken down. Um, all our programs have them uh, has a agreement. Um, and then when your agreement's up at the end of the year, we sign you up for another agreement if you decide to stay with us. I love, man. Yeah, I love, uh, I love everything you just said. I think that's all good stuff. And for those younger listeners out there, you know, Victor, we have listeners who want to open a gym. It's their goal. I think what you just said there is huge, like pulling those profit levers uh, yeah. to maximize our business. With that upfront money, what have you guys done? I guess we'll say for the business or where does that, where is that usually allotted towards? Well, so that what it allowed to be do, like, like I said, I give a free shirt to every trial. So everybody around town's running around with my shirt, whether they join or not. Yeah. Right. So that, and it pays for it, you know, it's like oh, yeah. $7 a shirt, one down yeah. payment of even the two ninety nine covered. Yeah. It covers it all. Yeah. It allowed me to get the, you know, uh, the, the better website. Yeah. It allowed yeah. me, you know, um, it allowed me to get my appointment setter sooner than yeah. I could have. Yeah. Right. Um, and then obviously just buying merchandise. You know, I have a I have a huge uh, lineup of apparel that I've created for my school. Nice. And, you know, all that extra cash allowed me to, you know, go and buy a hundred shirts here or hoodies right. and right. gear and everything else we need. Um, so it's really allowed me to just, you know, um, to make my my school be separate from my competition because I had this extra cash where you know I got windows uh uh graphics and stuff cost me like 750 bucks but yeah. I mean you know I got a boards out there and all that stuff probably came from yeah. that money right there yeah it's huge yeah to reinvest the money in the business it's terrific and like, like you said for marketing I think it's always uh one of the best places to put that so let's go kind of dive into your marketing piece too here a little bit more Victor because I know you mentioned that appointment setter I think that's probably your best one of your best hires right that person is so important we nurture yeah. everything you know uh it's hard enough there's so much like you said there's so much competition these days uh i know not many gyms are have that person in place you know it's usually the owner doing it and maybe 
half-assed yeah. doing it. You know? So that person, dedicated role doing that is huge. Um, what's been your experience like? You brought up social media. Like with social media, have you guys done paid advertising? Anything along the lines? Has it been beneficial? Um, um, yeah, absolutely. You have to do paid advertising, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, the only time we kind of shut it down a little bit was during the pandemic. Right. Um, but just because, you know, your, your money wasn't going there. Now, the problem, with, obviously, with social media, as you probably know, is um, it goes up and down as far as what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, Facebook is now like it's a lot harder than it used to be where before it was it like is. the wild, wild west. You just kind of oh, five bucks a day on this and you're like your, your returns insane. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's necessary. I think the thing with, you know, we we pretty much you know, advertise on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and then we got yeah. we do Google stuff. Okay. Um, you know, we just kind of, you know, I, I'm part of a mastermind. You know, yeah. that's probably one of the most important things I think we didn't really mention is sure. you need you, you need some kind of um, coach. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've had my mastermind since I think month four, I, I actually bought my mastermind with my last dime. When I went oh, to yeah. the ship, I won to New Orleans to go to yeah. a mastermind. And in order to, uh, to join the mastermind, my wife was next to me crunching numbers. And yeah. I told her with the, what they just told me in two weeks, I'll recover all that. And that's yeah. kind of the down payment thing that I did. Yeah, um, sure. but yeah, the, with advertising, you know, you got to advertise and I advertise a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, but my, uh, my uh, mastermind at this point, they actually do my, most of my advertising for me. We nice. have an ads team. Um, okay. and then, you know, they, they give me feedback. They're like, Hey, we need more pictures. We need more videos. We need this yeah. from you. Uh, but now they handle most of that before, um, we were running off. We did like evergreen ads and, you right. know, we I'll make a script and I'll do like a selfie type video, like, you know, new year, new me, you know, you know, we talk about like new years yeah. and your goals yeah. and, you know, come in for your free week trial. And then, you know, we do those, uh, those selfie like videos were really big back then and still are. Right. And right. they'll get a lot of hits, but that's kind of what we do. You know, we spend, you know, quite a bit of money. Usually when my ads team is like, Oh, we recommend this. I always go there or higher. Right. Okay. I always, okay. you know, you always, if you don't, people feel like if they're not getting the return, they should spend less on ads. I feel like you should you need double down on ads. You need to spend smartly, but you guys spend yeah. money to make money. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you, what do you, for you guys, what is like a good return on investment? Uh, like Facebook, Instagram ads right now? Cause it is, it has changed, especially the Facebook side of things. Like, uh, like, uh, I see like three to one is pretty good. You know, put in yeah. uh, $1, get three back. Is that kind of what you guys are rolling with right now or around yeah. there? Yeah, yeah cool. pretty much. Yeah. Have you guys tried uh, any TikTok stuff yet? Um, I'm on TikTok. I haven't done any advertising yeah. on it. I don't know. Uh, how to really monetize it very yeah. well like I feel like even if I get a viral video which I really haven't I haven't focused that much on it but you know it's how to get people in my area to right. actually take advantage of it because right. you know I I don't really I have a little bit of digital stuff going but it's not really you know I haven't really like grown yeah. it yeah. so I I haven't figured out how to monetize it so I'm still kind of in a holding pattern yeah. a little bit you sure, know we sure, post yeah. on them yeah uh yeah I just mentioned because you know you talked about what Facebook used to be like, say, I don't know, five, six, 10 years ago, like TikTok ads now or where Facebook was years ago. So it's a good place. I think it's still probably a year out or so, maybe two years out from where it's going to really be. But uh, yeah, it'll be the, obviously the next thing, if you're the next platform for sure. Um, now, Victor, have you used any initial offers to get people in that have worked better than others? I know you said you do like a free week type yeah. of thing or any other kind of like six-week transformation, you know, four-week transformation, something like that? 
Yeah, so like this month right now, we're doing a Mother's Day promo. All mothers train free for the month of May. Oh, wow. I um, mean, what we did is uh, we actually didn't, I didn't even do a paid advertising on this one this year because a lot of times when we do the Mother's Day, Father's Day, our return's not all really that great. Yeah. So actually, I have a, you know, pretty large email base. So I actually just put, I just shot it out to all my email, uh, my entire email list. Okay. Um, okay. And it, it, you know, pretty much says that mothers get to train for the month of free, uh, month of May free in any one of our adult programs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've, and we've had a lot of com- people come in for that. Um, we, we do, if you call us, if you, if we, if you call us on the phone, we usually just say you get a free trial. Um, and it's usually just like a one, one class free trial or whatnot. Yes. We advertise on our website, a three class trial for $29.95 with a free shirt, even though yeah. we give you the shirt actually for free anyway. Yeah. Um, and then over the, sometimes we do, you know, one week free boxing trial. We kind of, we used to do a lot of those on Facebook where we just throw 10 bucks on it. And the yeah. first 10 people that, you know, uh, hashtag boxing, get a free week trial. Right. Those right. are actually, we just throw those out there every once in a while just to kind okay. of boost up the okay. trials and it worked really well. Awesome. awesome. Um, yes, that's so, great, man. So yeah, I love you guys have a plan in place, like a cadence to it, to your marketing. I think that's huge, you know, playing off different times of year, holidays, all that stuff. I think it's right. so cool. Um, so yeah, the third part, Victor, of like, I think the checkbox for a successful business would be to tell a story. story. Um, I kind of, tailor this in a gym space like retention, right? We want to keep clients engaged, tell them that story that keeps them coming back day after day, week after week, month after month. Um, what are good retention tactics that you have used to keep members with you for as long as, you, as possible? I know you have the year contract, so you already have that set in, but you know, after that year, are there events you guys do, ways to communicate with clients outside the gym? How does that whole work for you to keep them engaged? Yeah, so actually, we just did um, this one, even though it, was, it, it, it they technically had to pay for it. most of our stuff is obviously it doesn't cost them anything. Just for the kids, we just had our Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Day this oh, past cool. Saturday. Yeah, uh, we actually had to run two. We had originally had one two hour block, but we ended up with like 70 or 80 kids that wanted to do it. So we divided oh, wow. it into two two hour yeah. blocks. Um, so that was one example. We taught them like Filipino Kali stick training stuff and uh, Chinese sword stuff. You know, cool. and then we just kind of turned them into lightsaber techniques. Yeah, um, cool. kids really love that. So that's obviously yeah. kind of a retention thing. Uh, once every few months, for the parents, we do what's called a parent focus, where yeah. a parent comes in with their Shaolin Junior. Our Shaolin Junior is the name of our kids program, and yeah. we teach the kids how to hold mitts. I mean, the parents how to hold mitts for their kids. So they'll, we'll train them right then and there. Show them the different drills we do, um, techniques and stuff. We yeah. also do the same thing with the sticks, and that's entirely free. We just and we just have them sign up and they'll come in and, you know, they'll learn how to do sticks with their kids or whole paths for the kids or, you know, so they're able to help their kids at home. Cause we get a lot of parents saying, Hey, you know, I want to help Johnny, but I don't know what he's doing. Right. right. You know, I'm sitting on the bench, but I don't really understand everything. So, and then we also do barbecues. Like we'll have a Memorial day barbecue coming up Memorial yep. day. Yep. That's pretty common. Um, during Christmas time, we, we each have a big Christmas event. Uh, both separate for kids and then for separate for adults. Like we'll we'll rent out, you know, some restaurant or whatnot. And we usually give away a lot. We do a raffle. We give away a bunch of stuff, right? So they don't pay, you know, we'll, we'll cover all the, you know, like the appetizers and like food portion. Obviously they pay for their own drinks, but we'll give away, you know, a whole bunch of gear, shirts, gift cards to different restaurants. Um, it's kind of a time for us to kind of say thank you. Um, yeah. And we, we yeah. just kind of invest a lot of money in those things. Okay. Um, what else do we do? You know, we, we changed up sometimes we'll have like, um, 
you know, say like a, like a Nerf ball or like, you know, like a water gun type thing for the kids. Um, UFC, sometimes we'll, uh, we'll have a UFC event at the school. Nice. Um, honestly, whatever we kind of come up with, yeah, we think yeah. it's going to be good. Um, that's the stuff we do that obviously they really, really enjoy. On the flip side, we do have, uh, we do have like a, um, a, a, a MIA list and MIA system where if someone's been out of the school for like a week, we call them up. You know, and then we a few days later we might text them a couple of days later we might email them at yep. first we have it automated so right. we have an automated system that does and then it'll, it'll send a it'll shoot a, a task to the appointments that are saying wow. hey now it's your turn to contact this person okay right? and then uh we, we we constantly try to keep up with them and make sure hey is everything okay and then when we'll see yeah. you in class next yeah. Have you heard about our barbecue coming up? Like, you know, we try to get them back in, especially if they haven't been in the class. Right. So we yeah. do a lot of those kind of things. Yeah, I think that stuff's so huge for, uh, you know, people are craving that community, whether it's in person or online, you know, like, so I think in person it's better if we can do it. So I think that's, those events are massive. Obviously, like you said, for retention and just client engagement, it's good. And they brought up your appointment center again. And that's, uh, I just think such a vitally important job in growing the business. You know, it's like, those communication pieces, the cadence to it is like shows that we care and we actually give a crap right. about our clients, which is, which at the end of the day, I think makes a massive difference. Um, so yeah, that's really cool, Victor. I, I appreciate you sharing all that stuff and what you guys have done. It has worked well. Um, do you ever see a reason people leave? Is there anything that's like minus like moving or life situations or is there any crazy thing that ever goes on that, or that you've had experience with and you have to change things or any, any challenges with retention. I mean, there's challenges, you know, you get a lot of people, they join and we try to like, and then from the, we have some, we've had people that joined and never came to class, right? <laughs> like right. we contact them and stuff and they would just never show up and they would just yeah. ghost us. And yeah. sometimes they were like a paid in full. So they're already, you know, they already paid or sometimes they're yeah. monthly. And sometimes obviously they, they, they honor their agreement and they pay. Right. Sometimes right. they don't. Right. Um, we, yeah, we, or we get people, you know, they just say, you know, it's, you know, you get, it's too challenging or, sure. you know, so the problem is a lot of times with the excuses people make, as you know, um, they're usually they're the first thing they tell you is not necessarily the truth. And we don't always get to dig deep depending on, you know, how happy or unhappy they are with the situation. Right. right. I don't know if I've found anything super weird, except for people with like pain and never showing up. Sure. sure. Um, or, you know, realizing, I don't know, sometimes you get people, they know what they signed up for. And yeah. then they say, well, I thought it was going to be this. But right. we had right. the conversation and they knew it wasn't that. So then again, you know, there's something else going on there. Right, exactly. You, know, you yeah. have a lot of people say money, but money's only a problem if they're not happy, with, if the value is not there. So we, I usually tell my staff, we failed, right? Like if yeah. that happens, it's generally speaking, we promised yeah. something and maybe somehow we did not deliver, at least according yeah. to them. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a great answer, man. I, I agree totally in there. It's like with that, um, with that initial getting started process with that new, like say I joined today, what does that process look like for me coming in off the street or through Instagram or Facebook or a phone call to getting me into the program? Is there yeah. they, you or somebody else? Hey, walk us through that initial process. Yeah, I think so that, what, that kind of sets the expectation from, from day one, right? Yeah. So let's just say it started on the phone to make it easy with my appointment center. Yeah. We have a whole script. Um, usually when we get to the point and we're like, okay, you know, we got you, you know, they decide they want to do a trial. We right. give them the expectation right away. First off, we ask them, you know, do, do you know where we're located? Oh, yeah, sure. We tell them anyway where we're located. We yep. tell them to show, show up 15 minutes early, come and come through a workout clothes. When you first come in, go to your left at our front desk. Uh, 
um, Rebecca, you know, she'll, she'll do your intake form. She'll get you your free shirt, your water. Right. She'll introduce you to your instructor. And then, you know, you'll go into class, you, you, your instructor, you know, cover, do cover class with you after class, that instructor will, um, he'll sit down and kind of talk to you and see how it went. Um, right. and see if this is something you want to continue. If so, you know, he'll go over all the different programming options and any first day specials we have at the time. Sound good enough? And then they say, yeah, sure. So we kind of walk them through what's going to happen that day. We right. also tell them to a lot about 20 to 30 minutes at the end of their class. Cause we kind of let them know we will offer, um, we will offer something first day special. So right. kind of letting them know, make sure you bring your wallet. Um, sure, sure. and we all, like I said, in the beginning, we make sure they know where we're located. We tell them regardless, cause sometimes yeah. they might go to a competitors or our old spot or True. who knows yeah. what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we do. We paint the picture before they come in of what the right. trial is going to be like and what's going to happen. Cause most people, as you know, are very intimidated and they're afraid and they're yeah. scared. So sure. yeah. it's a hard thing to come into. Yeah. I love that you guys are painting the picture and some of that verbiage you just used, you know, like sounds fair and bring uh we all, yeah, to kind of lay the sales process down. So they, so they know yeah. that's going to happen in some cases. I think that's massive. That's huge. And that's a part of a, I'm sure the big reason we got to, 350 plus members in a short time. So Victor, let's manifest, manifest some goals here, man. Last part of the podcast, five-year goal for Shaolin Mixed Martial Arts. We're going to be on May 17, 2027. You know, my goal, and it's hard to say exactly, honestly, because it, it yeah. kind of shifts depending on what's going on, but yeah. I'm already almost there. But my goal is where, whether I'm there or not, which it kind of is there because I go on vacation a lot, uh, the, the school runs itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like right now, sometimes there'll be some periods where I'm gone for two or three weeks and I come back for a week and I'm gone for another week or two and the school runs. It might drop a little bit, right. but I don't have a general manager. Like I still, yeah. you know, um, all my, all my people play their roles and they're pretty independent yeah. and luckily yeah. they're kind of interchangeable. And that's kind of where my school runs well as well. But I want it to a point where I could literally say, I'm just going to come in once a week, teach one class if I wanted to, and yeah. it's going to keep running and, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. kind of um i think that's kind of where i'm at with that yeah that's awesome and i think that's definitely the life cycle of the entrepreneur in this space right to get to that right. point is awesome um yeah is there a i know we talk about this off air but is there a member of number goal you'd love to have like maybe what's capacity for you guys there in this current space in this current space um yeah. you know uh it's it's not exactly hard to tell because even though we're not a big box gym where they only, I think they expect only really 40 or 50% of the members to ever be there at any given time. Yeah. I do have a lot of members that don't want, don't, we contact them, we MIA them, we do retention right. stuff, but right. we do have a lot that don't show up. So yeah. I'm not yeah. exactly sure. Um, okay. Now we, yeah. we, we did switch from an unlimited uh, model where they could go to like adult martial arts could go to like unlimited yeah. classes to a, you got two days a week, three days a week, sure. easy to sure. set times. Sure. Um, but I don't really know. I, I would say we're pretty close to it. Okay. Um, I'd say maybe 400 would be, yeah. you know, the max in this particular uh, location, unless we open up more hours. Cause there's a lot of hours in the middle of the day that we don't yeah. actually do anything. For sure. Um, but what I'm comfortable with is I'm kind of comfortable right where we're at because I want to tighten up our retention. I want yeah. more of my actual members that are our pain to actually not donate and actually show up and take advantage of the service yeah. that we're providing. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard enough getting them in the door, right? We want to keep them, keep them there for a long time. And yeah. uh, you just mentioned that kind of midday, always hard for the gym business, right? That 
10 or 11 a.m. to like 3 p.m. time block. Uh, any ideas of how you guys may try to fill that or what you're looking at or have tried or yeah. thinking about? I mean, I got a lot of ideas. It's a matter of me implementing it and then finally right. giving it off to someone. But obviously, you have homeschool kids, which is a big community yeah. that they get neglected. When I talk to those parents, they're like, most of the activities are not geared for them. And for right. whatever reason, I don't quite understand this. They're not necessarily available at the same time the regular kids are. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that structure. Yeah. Um, another thing is um, obviously private lessons. Yeah. So I'm thinking about starting to push. I have some colleagues that have schools that they have a big, you know, after classes, they kind of say, hey, you know, if you need any extra help, right. you know, Coach Joey's available for private yeah. lessons. And then that time, especially, you know, people that seem to have a lot of extra spending cash and they got weird job hours because whatever right. job they got, um, you know, I want I could fill it with that as well. I yeah. thought about possibly renting out my space, but I don't at this point, I don't know if I want someone in there just because I got to worry about like, you know, merchandise and money and yeah, yeah, and just lot, yeah. anything happening during that time, even though I am right. insured. So, right. Yeah. I love it, man. I, yeah. I think the private lessons, personal training, so to speak in those windows yeah, uh, is a great, yeah. It's always a challenge in this industry that the midday, you know, I was in the same spot. It's pretty much have a two hour break of, you know, okay, but we can make up a lot of work there and uh, appointment center. I'm sure is busy at that time and all that good stuff. So uh, Victor, I think it's a great place to wrap this up. Appreciate your time in coming on, sharing your story about Shaolin mixed martial arts. Where can the listeners check you out? Social media, website, where can we find you and follow along? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Like on, you know, on uh, Facebook, you just Shaolin mixed martial arts, obviously yeah. take you right to our, uh, um, uh, right to our uh, Facebook page. Instagram's at Shaolin Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, YouTube, we have a Shaolin Mixed Martial Arts uh, YouTube channel. Um, and everything you just type in Shaolin Mixed Martial Arts, it pops up. Our website, ShaolinMixedMartialArts.com. I love so, it, man. Um, and we're pretty, we're, we're, we're out there. I put, we post all every day on, my guys are required to post, my appointment setters are required to post twice a day on Instagram. Nice. They do two programs each day. Um, and then I, I post a bunch of stuff on YouTube. I think we have over 260 videos on our YouTube wow. channel. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you, before we go, how do you, yeah, what do you do on YouTube? Like demos or? or? Yeah. So I usually try to do like short little demo, like uh, it, we will record while in class, a little clip of me teaching something. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we'll take uh, several of those clips and it'll, it'll make a series and I'll okay. kind of say part one, part two, part three. Like um, so the YouTube ones are usually things that are longer than a minute. Yeah. Right. Sure. My YouTube shorts are obviously a minute. And then my, you know, so I kind of have a, I have a social media kind of template of, you know, if it's obviously if it's a short, it's like a reel on Instagram, a reel on yeah. Facebook, which is big now, TikTok, And then my longer videos are on YouTube, Yeah. Um, like but mainly it. like demonstration type uh, technique videos. Yeah. A little more educational. Yeah. yeah. It's great, man. Yeah. I think that's a great uh, asset to use, you know, in a skill like martial arts too. It's, it's huge. And, uh, again that sets us apart in our marketplace you know having all those other layers of uh education and these we get to use these platforms nowadays uh facebook youtube instagram twitter tiktok whatever so it's awesome man uh victor i appreciate you man for coming on today sharing your story and uh, we thank you so much man yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it got it listeners we appreciate you as well please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes and until next time jim lords we are out Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. 
Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.